0: Carmichael Dave Show. He's on the microphone when he's not on the microphone. He's playing a song and when he's not playing a song, he's on the microphone and then boom! With Jason Ross.
1: No! He didn't! Yes! He
2: did!
0: Call or text at 916-339-1140. It's the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross on Sacktown Sports. Welcome back. Sam Amick in just a moment. We'll take the first caller. At 1-800-920-1140, don't think we forgot about the Jiffy Lube drive of the game. How could we? All you got to do is listen, as you did last night. When G-Man says, that's your Jiffy Lube drive of the game, listen to Jason Dave in the morning, blah, blah, blah. That's it. Let us know what the drive of the game was, and you will win a $100
1: gift certificate to Jiffy Lube. Mm -hmm. They've got you covered. Yes. Perfect time. Make sure you got everything taken care of with uh, these storms coming.
0: Oh, we've already got a lot. We've already got wow, we've already got a potential winner. Uh, who is this? This is Ryan and Carmichael. Carmichael Ryan, give us the Jiffy Lube drive of the game, please.
1: Well, it was getting late. G Man was cutting it close, getting worried about it. But about a minute left, we had a bonus pass to HB, who finished with a little reverse layup. So I'm just a kid- little too late,
0: though. I'm going to give away the uh, yeah, I'm going to give away the suspense here. Honestly, when I came in this morning and I saw it, it's literally the second to last highlight, I was <laughs> thinking G Man was playing with fire last <laughs> yes, night. He was. That's why he's a pro. Let's see if Carmichael Ryan's right.
2: Egan on the right wing. Oh except the dribble, looks for Savonis. Savonis digs inside, drops it off. Nice little drop pass. Harrison Barnes on the reverse gets the two. That'll be your Jiffy Lube drive of the game.
0: Look at that. Congratulations, go. my man. Thank you well for done, listening. Ryan. You have got yourself a $100 gift certificate to Jiffy Lube. And uh hold the line. Chris will get you. Thank you, brother.
1: Thank you. Okay. It's good. Yeah.
0: Joining us right now at his convenience uh, from The Athletic. The We didn't even have time to do the the thing. Yep, no hat. So he's already up. He's showered. He's got the uh, hoodie on. He's got the glasses on. It's Sam Amick. Sam, are the glasses mainly a morning thing? Because I haven't seen you in person in a while, and generally you were not a glasses person like when I'd see you in the afternoons and evenings. So are you like morning glasses dad guy and then you switch later, or are you kind of full-time glasses now?
2: Uh, it's uh, the vision up close is awful and y'all are close enough on the laptop that I can't see y'all very well but thanks for putting my business in the streets Dave as I feel older (laughs) you're on YouTube (laughs) they can see you dude (laughs) I know I'm making such a thing It, it it it's a recent revelation that I keep telling people that I convince myself it's not a product of age I got a kid who's had glasses since he was five so you know that should make me feel better but yeah, the the eyes don't work like they used to, and uh, hence the glasses.
1: Well, you wear them well, Sam. Let's yeah, you that do. You're yeah. handsome.
2: <laughs> Thank
1: you, Jay. Appreciate it. <laughs> As we're talking to Sam from the <laughs> Athletics, Sam, you recently uh, just wrote about the 65 game rule, which you know is getting a lot of attention. Certainly for what Tyrese Halliburton has come out and said. We know Joel Embiid's one of the front runners for the MVP, and that's at risk. Um, what what are you hearing? What's kind of the pushback from you know the balance of the rest versus the rule and and where the league may go with this.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's become a huge topic very, very quickly. Like you said, Jay, with Embiid front and center. Um, My opinion is, is I feel like it's kind of evolving quickly. Um, You know, when they came up with it, I was very excited because I like seeing the best players play. And it seemed like between you know the, the the rule and the incentives and all this stuff that that guys like Kawhi Leonard were back on the floor again so it had a lot of positives a lot of pros but man all of a sudden i'm personally seeing the downside which is um you know Joel Embiid is becoming the poster boy for this guy who is you know on track to be an all-time great hall of famer but because of the rule i think what concerns me the most is that like he's only played 65 plus games twice in the seven seasons that he's been able to play. Um, So it's like, when it comes to the history books, I I just, I know it's, you know, I'm just using him as one guy, but like, are we comfortable having him essentially kind of disappear from the annals of NBA history uh, after 2023, essentially, you know? Um, So it's not great. And uh, I'm curious to see where it goes.
0: I want you guys to both follow me here. I'm just going to put you on the spot, but I know you both very well. And I know that you can answer these questions on the fly and no, I'm not setting traps for you, Sam. I'll start with you, Sam. What would you say, uh, is a good benchmark in baseball for, uh, a player hitting home runs per year? Like to say they're really a power hitter. I mean, I'm old school. So 30, 30, 30 or 40. Okay, great. How about RBI? You've had a really good year. If you've had this many hundred, hundred Jason yeah. in football, um, what, what what how about for a quarterback, yards? Uh to to know that they've had a great year. How many would you say? A good year, four thousand. Four thousand. How about a running back or wide receiver? Touchdown scored.
1: Uh or, double digits, ten d- or
0: more. Double digits. Sam, you're a Giants fan like I am. You remember the great Barry Bonds years, right? When he broke the record and all that? Um I do. the year he broke the record, how many home runs per game did he have?
2: Uh yeah, I know you're going down the per game. It's exactly where I'm going. Per, yeah. like, why is yeah, yeah. it
0: in basketball? Cuz maybe that's the fix to this whole thing because I'm I'm with you that it's a tough argument. But the best availability is availability. And and if a guy can't play 65 games, I don't understand unless it's like this crazy overwhelming sequence of of things how he could be in consideration for really any award, but maybe we're thinking about it wrong. Why is it in the NBA we're going, uh, you know, oh, well, he averages 30 points per game. Why aren't we going with total points? Why aren't we going with total assists, total steals? Wouldn't that make it easier for the voters? Take away the
2: minimum game thing.
0: Just look at total points for the year and all those stats and make your decision that way.
2: I'll push back like this. I hear you. I'm pushing, man. Like he... I want the choice as a voter. I think this is what I slept on and I, I now feel. I want the choice as a voter. To, it's fine. If I see that he played 62 games, guess what? I'm not going to vote for him. But I want the choice. And I think what happens is for one, it's a little bit uh, you know, it's, it feels as a voter like like, you know, hey guys, we are intelligent enough to figure out um, you know who should be the guy and who shouldn't, and, and availability does matter a great deal. Uh, but the idea that it's off the table literally guys like well unofficially it was January 31st when Embiid, you know goes down again and like it, it he's almost disqualified in early February yeah so I think you know I'm pretty good typically at seeing things from the other side so if I am Adam silver and I want to make money in the way that they do and I want to add to the the bottom line you now okay we have dogs yeah, right here yeah. and he's Atta, here every week that's yeah. good um, you now run the risk of removing hold, please. <laughs> you know what? Dog does not
0: like yeah. Sam's argument whatsoever. That's the problem. Dogs like Sam, you're full of garbage. You have the choice. You can look at everything, dude. You can look at total. <laughs> dog did not agree.
2: Go ahead. Dog is weighing in. Yeah. Dog uh, is weighing in. We can figure it out on our own. And you now took Embiid out of, uh, the, conversation so to speak very early in the season i think selfishly from the nba standpoint one of the concerns is that you know tracking mvp tracking who's going to get it who's the best like is something we do until the end of the regular season so now uh you just took the guy who was the front runner off of the list uh i think that should matter for the nba uh because Jokic overnight became the vegas leader when it comes to mvp um So I'm not arguing that a guy who plays 60 games should get MVP. Uh, I just think one of the unintended consequences is that uh, it changes the conversation halfway through the year.
1: Yeah. I feel like there's nuance too, right? I mean, like if he played 64 and misses by one, that feels like a true crime. But if he ends up like natural causes, everything. And he's like, he played 53. It's like, all right, well that's, that's
2: different. He sounded like he passed away. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I just, but you know what I mean? Like where there's, but
1: to your point though, Sam, uh, let's say so, uh, Embiid officially gets the-
2: super quick context. Yeah. Sorry for abruptly doing that. 66 games last year, he wins MVP. Uh, lowest uh, game total for an MVP since 1980. I voted for Giannis partly because of um, Embiid's lack of availability. Yeah. So uh, you have the choice so- though. You had the choice, and that's it. Like it just feels hollow that now it's like, ah, oh, damn. Like that was a fun Embiid season that that ended in January.
1: Yeah, well, and look, this organization and him specifically, they want to win a title, and I don't know if they will. But let's say he officially gets below the threshold where, he, at, if he played the rest, he's going to play sixty-four. So because the number sixty-five, wouldn't that then lend to him actually maybe resting more?
2: Oh, yeah, that's the other thing is, is 100%. You're you're probably not going to see much Embiid down the stretch. Um, I, I couldn't agree more. I said that the other day. Now, granted, they need to win games. And, yeah. You know, with Max being out, right now they're struggling. So if they felt like they could be where they want to be in the standings with him resting, you're going to see load management, you know, w- without any shame whatsoever. I, I completely agree with that. Yeah.
0: So I, I just – everything that you both have said – You, Sam, talking about – and I agree with you. Now, if you take Embiid off the chessboard, that's a lot of content. That's a lot of clicks. That's a lot of fun that we all have as fans and and media going over these arguments. You don't want to take away these conversations. But I I just want to go back again. If we were to have a fundamental change on how we look at these things and we take away the 65-game threshold – Why couldn't we? Why would anything change now? All of a sudden, okay, well, you can play in forty games if you're leading the league in points, for example, and rebounds and assists or whatever. We're just going to look at. In other words, if you go away from averages, which I think might be a little bit wrong and outdated, and you adopt the total points, much like you do in baseball or football, now all of a sudden the 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 lack of games is baked into the formula and trying to figure out these awards. So why don't we just do that and and, but and take away from everything you're
2: just, I mean, you're just talking about the way voters ultimately vote, and that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, that should be the the conversation regarding how voters vote. That's different from disqualifying guys. I agree you uh, shouldn't disqualify them. I'm saying yeah.
0: Take away yeah. the disqualification, but you can bake in that 65 game or 60 or 40 by teaching and encouraging voters to get rid of in other words for in in other words you award the scoring title to whoever has the most points yeah but
1: it would never be someone playing 40 games
0: it wouldn't it wouldn't of course i mean
1: it could i guess but no
0: No, and i
2: think yeah if we consistently saw the list of scorers in total points versus per game and we we saw Embiid, you know like 20th on the list yes that's going to change the way you look at it yes agree more the other thing and i'm curious I know we probably want to get to other stuff here, guys, but how you guys see this is I am a a bit of a sucker for like fairness historically, meaning um, for one, uh, Draymond Green mentioned the other day, and I thought it was a very fair point um, that he lost out one year to Kawhi Leonard for defensive player of the year. Yeah. When Kawhi played 58 games, his Mm -hmm. point was, well, like now you have a a before and after kind of, Uh, history kind of demarcation line for the NBA because Draymond Green would have been defensive player of the year that year. If this rule currently existed, that's not quote unquote fair. Um, Again, I'm using Embiid as a poster boy, but you know, Draymond is also the guy who, who I think kind of rightly said in the preseason, like y'all are going to love the 65 game rule. And I forget how he worded it, but he basically said until you have a bunch of all NBA teams with trash players. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like it's that's the extreme version of it. But all NBA is going to be really interesting. You yeah. know, when you got some guys who don't really, uh, you know, feel like they belong there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens and I'll cap it with this. I looked into it yesterday. Um, I don't think the rules going to change, but just for the sake of knowledge for us, I guess they can make revisions to the CBA. Um, you know, it's something that happens from time to time as of yesterday, that was not being discussed, you know, discussed, but you, you got Joe Dumars, you know, now the executive VP of basketball ops for the NBA granting interviews, you know, he talked to uh, vinnie Vinny Goodwill from Yahoo sports today about the unintended consequences of a rule. So the conversation is shifting and, and I'm curious to see if it leads to, to anything.
0: Just, just to cap your cap. I just want to finish the point with no more guys. caps. Your points okay, your your points per game leaders in the NBA, Joel Embiid, Luka Doncic, Shaq Gilgis Alexander, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Kevin Durant. Those are your top five. If you switch it to total, your scoring champion right now is Shay Gilgis Alexander, followed by Giannis, Luka, Jokic and Jalen Brunson. Just to give you an idea, Joel Embiid, as of right now, is 271 points behind Gilgis Alexander. I'll just say it again. Somebody find an argument that makes sense to me as to why Joel Embiid should win the scoring title if the season ended today over shy Gilgis Alexander. That would be, to me, as asinine as saying that, well... uh, Brock Purdy wins the yardage title because he averaged this amount of yards, but he played in 12 games versus Patrick Mahomes, who played in all 17, who passed for more total yards. That's what we're doing in the NBA. So, again, I know I'm obsessed with this, Sam, but it's like no, it's fair. we
2: need to just rethink the way we do this because this is the better way to do it. It is it is I I have had this conversation not to this extent. It is you're you're right on point. I mean I'm sitting here thinking as a baseball guy like my rudimentary maths like with Bonds' is 72 homers, right. you know, like it, so is it, you know, it's it's 0. .4 per game. That's that was his history-making <laughs> Right. you know. <laughs> what are we doing? What what in what world is that how you Oh, well he's getting
0: 0. .63 RBI per game. He's leading. Get out of here.
1: Uh, another thing we'll be debating, I'm sure after tonight, Sam is the all-star reserves that there's going to be people left off their snubs. I think that also gets into another, um, way that it's, how is this truly quantified? Can it be someone that's individually having a great year, but the team is in the bottom five. So I don't know, as you look at it tonight, let's stay with the West because I know Kings fans would be interested whether or not Fox, and Sabonis, one. Neither both uh, are going to make it. How do you think the reserves will will shake out uh, in the controversial
2: All Star reserve list? Um, I have admittedly not completely broken down things. I'm going to cheat while we talk, Jay, and pull up uh, a piece that we had on our site about reserves if if we feel like debating individual guys. Um, for King's purposes, obviously in the West, uh, you know, I'm wondering how that looks. Uh, if I had to handicap it, you know. I think you already said this, but, you know, head coaches pick the reserves. So you always have like it's an interesting different filter, right? Like you got to think like a coach where like Rudy Gobert comes to mind. um, I'd be surprised if Rudy doesn't make the team. Coaches, you know, players might be anti-Rudy a lot of times. Coaches are not, that type of thing. With that in mind, um, I think Sabonis will get in. Again, this is not reporting. This is just my own speculation. Uh, I would wonder about Fox, uh, for sure. You know, he had a really poorly timed, not, not even a bad month. Just, he went from like lights out for the first month to more mediocre. The second month, uh, I, you know, I think given the guard landscape in the West and the idea that, you know, in that story that I was going to reference, our John Hollinger gave his picks at the athletic and, you know, he doesn't have Steph Curry Mm -hmm. as a reserve which kind of tells you uh, how competitive things are when it comes to guards in the West. I think Fox could pay a price there. Although I do think he actually had Fox in. Um, so yeah, I mean, it'll be really, really interesting to see what happens tonight.
0: Hollinger's argument. I read the Hollinger article. We were talking about earlier today, his, he actually had Fox in and had Curry off. And right. As much right. as I often disagree with John, I, I actually appreciate his argument here that Fox has better numbers for the most part than Curry. They're almost exactly the same after last night in points per game, but he's also on a a much better team. But Sam as as Jason and I were talking about. uh,
2: No, they're not leaving Curry off the reserves, right? Like, no, that's where I think. Yeah. The coach's point that I made. um, I don't know. It's hard, man. Like, I don't think so, Right. but, and I don't have all the numbers in front of me, but like, you know, Jamal Murray's never been an all-star. Yeah. And 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 Hollinger had him in as a wild card, and and again, I think coaches are typically going to honor success, team success, uh, and I think that's where the Steph one is so challenging because you know he is an, an absolute legend in the game, and I think coaches are going to feel compelled to to vote him in, but then his team is obviously uh, way down in the standings, and a guy like Jamal Murray is is a t- defending champion and deserves some of that recognition in his own right. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens.
1: Sammy Mick from the athletic Sammy had a nice piece on, uh, DeMontis Sabonis, who we, like we just talked about, maybe named an all-star again tonight. Um, always curious when you, you get to to write just the stuff you learn stuff, you don't even report on Too. what was that conversation like with Sabonis?
2: Yeah, it was good. Um, it, it's un- like unintentionally, we've had this funny rhythm of like, I guess, three years in a row now doing a more extensive interview this time of year. Uh, or at least at some point during the season, uh, and I just for one, I he's a very enjoyable guy, uh, even beyond basketball. You know, he, he's fascinating when you talk about the history with his father and and his family, and um, and so what I loved about our our talk was that kind of hybrid discussion about basketball, but also the lifestyle around basketball. He obviously got really deep into his training in the summertime with Doug Christie. Um, You know, when I had chatted with his uh, agent, uh, Greg Lawrence, about the story, you know, he had shared some of this background and the idea that that despite the fact that Sabonis was coming off the best year of his career, you know, I voted him fifth in MVP last year. He finished seventh, you know, this fantastic stuff for him individually that he went into this summer and attacked it uh, in not only a different way, but a, a more meaningful way, I think, than maybe ever before. Um, And so that spirit of like never settling, always trying to get better did, you know, was something I was curious to learn more about. Um, But the the guy is incredibly serious about his craft. Uh, I admire what appears to be a, a really kind of unique ability to also balance that with his family life, which I think the three of us can relate to, like no matter how much money you make, like you still have humans that you're sharing your life with and trying to make it work. And Um, he, at the end, he, I think it's in the article. He talked about how his dad never brought work home and and that he has, it's something that he has done with his family. Uh, And it seems like he's he's really strict about that. Like if his wife wants to ask him about a game, that's fine. But like, we're not, I'm not coming home, you know, asking, you know, wondering about Mike Brown's rotations. (laughs) Um, so uh, yeah, enjoyed quite a bit getting to connect with him.
0: There was a, I think it was a mention in there about his off-season diet and what he found. You know, he took a test and uh, there were some foods that he uh, you know, just didn't work for him, like pasta. You know, Italian food, which he loves, and all that. And now he's basically the same weight, but absolutely no body fat whatsoever. Sam, in talking to him, did you did you just get the sense that he's just a a focused, motivated dude at peace? Because that's, that's what your article kind of gave off. I thought.
2: Yeah, he seemed that way. Uh, it's funny though, too. Admittedly, I have not. Uh, it's funny sometimes you get feedback on stories, sometimes you don't. I have not connected with him or anybody with his group since the piece, and and I know him well enough to know that you know when when I choose to start a, 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 an interview in a column with you know Damone Sabonis is slightly paranoid, which I did, and and proceeded to explain. I, I you know there was a small part of me that was like, all right, I hope he reads the whole thing and understands the point that was getting made. The paranoia is uh, like you said, he's a, he's a guy who's at peace, but he's not settled when it comes to the NBA. He has a bit of a paranoia about uh, you know, what if it all fell apart? Uh, I've, you know, it's not quite imposter syndrome by any means, but it is a desire to make as much impact in the NBA as possible and appreciate the chance he has. And I think it's born out of, and this is you know you get a little bit deeper here, but like his dad was was an all time great and a guy who for so long the NBA crowd wanted to see Arvita Sabonis play in the NBA and he was he was a mythical figure overseas. Now the Soviet Union wouldn't let him come. You had government restrictions and 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 kind of wartime you know Cold War type stuff. Um, that was something his dad was up against. Then he had injuries that kept his dad from coming to the nba so i think Demonis, with all that context like looks at the nba as as a real privilege and something that his dad didn't get to experience as much as he wanted to and i think that's kind of the root of it
1: sam we are now one week away from the trade deadline and seemingly i mean you're more tapped in than we are but it seems very very quiet at least rumors and some of that stuff is is that the same sense you're getting right now
2: yeah uh i mean Yes. I think there's plenty of conversations, but there's just not, It you know, we've talked the last couple of weeks, like the names have shifted a bit. I think I, you know, shared a few last week, but haven't heard anything developing from there. You know, I I was at the Warriors game the other night and chatting with people about good old DeJounte Murray still being like the number one guy on the list and whether it would be Lakers or maybe Brooklyn, um, you know, there's not a ton of movement. Uh, there's plenty of, of People kind of denying certain ideas. I saw, you know, Jimmy Butler chatter that his agent jumped on Twitter to, to kind of smack down. Um, so, yeah, relatively quiet. I think, like always, last couple of days will will heat up, but uh, we're still kind of in waiting mode.
0: Who are the Kings going to trade for, specifically?
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't want to. Can we just keep it between us yes. here? Yes. Yes. I just. Giannis has put a request in. Yeah. He, he that's weird. He the Kings. Thought so. Yeah. Yeah. He loves yeah. the weather out here.
0: <laughs> he does. Do we have to take Thanassus, though?
2: Uh, yes. <laughs> I wish there was another. I wish there was another Giannis. I was going to have a punchline be. It was <laughs> y- a, a different Giannis. Oh, so you're talking about Giannis Smith. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Giannis Johnson.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, exactly. <laughs> it, you know, in a broader view and kind of building off what Jason asked, you know, we talked about this the other day, Sam. Last year is like, oh, they got to make a move. They got to make a move. They got to make a move. And, you know, it was Kessler Edwards. No offense to him, but that's a very peripheral move. And who knows? Maybe tomorrow breaks and Kings have traded God knows who for God knows what. But do you kind of get the chance that in Monty's brain and in that front office, there's the whole like they have on a whiteboard somewhere, like sometimes the best moves you make are the moves you don't make or something
2: like that? Um, no, I think their whiteboard probably has thirty names on it, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, but but yeah, I mean I think that 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 kind of sentiment is sometimes there. I mean, they continue to be talked about as a team that has got to do something. Now, I do think quietly they, they dropped the game to Miami. I watched that game. You know, Fox had a, a tough night. Um, that to me was kind of the X factor in that game. But by and large, they've been playing better um recently and you see some of the offensive rhythm i haven't crunched the numbers but it feels like the offense has found some of its identity again uh and and i i do think that i keep having to remind myself that that while their story took such an uptick at the end of last season it, with how well they played late in the regular season and and the Warriors series like by this point last year this is kind of when they 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 started finding their stride and became a good team. You know, they they were somewhat um hit and miss before this point on the calendar. And if if you guys disagree with that, let me know. But I feel like uh, you know, they might be finding something here even without a move.
0: That is Sam Amick of the Athletic. Uh tune in to Sam uh, here. And of course, uh, any old podcasty stuff he does when he cheats on us, also read his work, uh, watch him on, uh, read him on Twitter. And as we get closer to the trade deadline, we always have kind of a, an unspoken rule with Sam. If, uh, we get something crazy, obviously he comes on every Thursday, but if something crazy goes down and he's available, uh, we'll have him on as soon as he possibly can to break that down for us. So, uh, we appreciate you buddy. And, uh, I expect, I, Hey, I, I, you know, I'm a huge fan of me giving you column ideas. Um, and you never use them. But let, let's let's. A couple date. times I think I have. Uh, you have actually, not counting the cushy poker player thing. That doesn't count. Uh, let's <laughs> let's just do a deep dive on. Uh, in fact, let's do a back and forth, Sam. Let's do a Q and A on uh, on on total points being the points per game <laughs> award instead of uh, averages. Uh, that's. I'm gonna I'm gonna carry the flag on that thing, man. I, th- I think we got. I make might.
2: Up. I, I might not write a column about it. I might. This is a shameless An plug. Insert. I might st- no, I'm gonna steal it for from since you just. Generalize my podcast life he would be disparaging you know man can I get a plug on here the tampering podcast part of the athletic (laughs) NBA show network I'm literally recording right after this so I I will be giving you a shout out on the tampering pod and, and talking about your revolutionary idea revolutionary. I think, uh, you might be onto something i think the carmichael dave
0: points award leader is what you would actually name it what they put it on the trophy and the whole thing okay so ask sure. adam where well, he's not going anywhere that's right for a long time yeah you're the best sam thank you you can go play with your dog now thanks guys I be mean, good have a good day that's it maybe we're way late for a break when we come back four down territory we're gonna ask some football questions and we have a breaking news story in football as well a real breaking news story we'll get to that next. Show with Jason Ross on your local sports leader, Sacktown Sports. The more I think about it. More I think I, I think we just solved the 65 game problem. On this show. I, I don't. You don't? What would be your pushback for for going to total instead of averages in the NBA? Um
1: The pushback would be so uh, on every category. Then you're doing that. Well, I would say You have to, right? What's the I mean?
0: Uh, well, well, in, in baseball, uh, you know, you have batting average, mm-hmm. uh, you have earned run average. So I, I guess we'd have to have a deeper conversation about what, if any, uh, you know, like maybe
1: um, yeah, there's an ERA leader, but someone's allowed less runs, right?
0: Right. So you've got like a couple,
1: but we we've, we've just kind of picked this. This has been the way. Now it doesn't mean it can't change. Sure.
0: I'm I'm mainly talking about points. Rebounds, scoring title
1: seems like it should be the most points.
0: Rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, I would put total. Free throw percentage, field goal percentage. I mean, I don't even know if there's awards for that, but field goal, free throw, three-point percentage. I'm sure we can think of others, but but I, I would be looking for logical re- – somebody has to tell me why it's more logical to go average – than it is to go total points to award awards at the end of the year for points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. Mm-hmm. Those those are the main five, right? I mean, we don't go by you know when we look at turnovers, we don't go by turnover average. We go by oh, this guy led the league in turnovers.
1: What I don't, I... I think maybe back in the day, which I mean, it's a different time. The difference of playing, you know, if Michael Jordan played eighty-two games. Mm-hmm. And Dominique Wilkins, let's do it the other way. Dominique Wilkins played 82 games and Michael Jordan played 79. Mm -hmm. Dominique might win because he played three more games. Yeah. Now, per game, it was Jordan. Sure. I mean, that's. I guess that's the argument. Yeah. But now we're talking about the difference of, okay, I mean, in theory, like, I don't know if he'd be the best example, but Harrison Barnes plays all 82. And if he was consistently, you know, back when he was scoring closer to 20 a game. Yeah. And if he played 82 and Embiid, I don't know what the difference would be and Embiid at 65, but is is Harrison
0: Barnes a better scorer than Joel Embiid? Well, I would flip that back to you and say, okay, so let's say, um, let's say uh, Buster Posey uh, hits 40 home runs mm-hmm. and Mike Stanton hits 30. Uh, Mike Stanton played in, in three quarters of the game, so Mike Stanton's home run per game is – uh, whatever, yeah, point like five versus Posey's point four. Well, you are not gonna, you are not gonna give an, an award to Stanton. You are gonna, you are we in in baseball. We're giving it to whoever hit the most home runs, and mm-hmm. if somebody finishes behind that person, w- we see it every year. Somebody finishes behind him because they missed twelve games, twenty games. They right. had that's how we award yeah. that, and that's the same thing it's we do. The way in, it's been measured. How do you it's, award how we do football? How do you award pitchers? with the pitchers as far well it's total that's what we were talking about earlier with averages so you've got like era but you have total wins you don't have wins per game you have total strikeouts you don't have strikeouts per game I but mean,
3: i think those are all things that are fairly like n- recent to baseball where they do talk about that where
0: they talk about what, what like how
3: many strikeouts per nine
0: innings how many they do but like your wins leaders are total your strikeout leaders are total. Now, when we get into the analytics and, and statistics, yeah, you're, we can now access those numbers. But you and I, we all know that when they're looking at PSI, they're looking at total wins, ERA, strikeouts, maybe WHIP. Yeah. You know, but they're looking at a lot of totals.
1: Yeah. Where, where I do agree where your totals argument will help is back to um, what I told you might be a problem on the rest, like, hey – to get to sixty-five games, if Joel Embiid was at sixty-four and we're at game eighty-two, but it's also important to rest. If he just does the jump ball and then fouls and goes out, taking that, yeah, and a lot of guys won't do that because it hurts their overall average. Well, right. if we're not worried about average, then you're not worried about it, yeah. But then he plays the sixty-five and he gets the—he won't win the scoring title, sure, because he didn't play enough games. But you'd also go, man, he was—he still could win MVP because you're like, look what he did. Kind of on a per, and then you go sure. back to the per game. And
0: then it was, and you'd still have those numbers mm-hmm. available for yeah. argument. Right. But I, I just have a hard time believing if the NBA went to the Players Association and said, guys, you know what? We have a compromise. Yeah. We're taking, we we can't have players forcing themselves out
1: yeah. there. I don't know why they started this way, but they did We're in ta- this sport.
0: that that sport. That's, it's honestly something I've never thought about before. Yeah.
1: But it makes,
0: a, now in the guise of the 65 games thing, now all of a sudden it makes a little... More sense. Anyways, we got. I, I yeah. would say that's
3: a lot better than your nine and three. Oh yeah, than your huh nine and three. Ninth, th- down, Ninth and th- down and down <laughs> and three. Oh. Yes. Okay. That one never caught. On. i never caught on. It's no. weird. Yeah. Four
0: down territory right now, please. <laughs> By the way, breaking news: Dan Quinn is now your head coach of the Washington Commanders. That's what we were talking about during the break. Dan Quinn goes from the Seahawks to the Commanders. That's a cross country flight. Hope he's okay. Christopher lot first now.
3: What do you think of the Seahawks hiring Ravens D.C.
0: Mike McDonald to be their new head coach? I'm not going to be a, a morning radio guy, go through the stats I just read 30 seconds ago about uh, uh, Mike McDonald like I know something. I do know this. Uh, the Ravens defense is pretty sick. And, and, sick. And he was in charge of that. And I do know that the Seahawks have done pretty damn well in the draft uh, loading up that defense. They're not Legion a Boom level yet but I, I think that's kind of where they're going. They, they've got D.K. Metcalf. They have Tyler Lockett. And honestly, uh, Kent Walker III, I think, is an underrated running back when he's healthy. Geno Smith is a bridge quarterback. I don't think he's the future there, but I I, I think they're looking to get back to their defensive ways. And now they have a young gun coming in that's hopefully going to help them kind of mold this defense into something elite, elite. Yeah,
1: I get it. I like the decision. Again, a lot of these teams are uh... – thrive on their quarterback play. I think they need improvement there. Geno's done a nice job, but um, they got to keep developing, keep getting better players around him. but made a switch. They go from the oldest coach to the youngest, so we'll see what that does.
3: Second down. Which Super Bowl is the first one that
0: you remember? Uh, That would be uh, Montana and the Niners over the Bengals. 81?
1: I I barely... 81 season into 82, yeah.
0: Barely remember. I mean, like... I've said it on the air before. I remember they rolled the credits, and I went under the stairs and started crying because the football season was over and I couldn't handle it. Like, that's my biggest memory of that. Probably the the, the 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 real one uh, would be, what, 84? I think that one I, I remember pretty well. But 81 is my very first Super Bowl memory.
1: I do remember, I think it was a couple years before that, Rams and Steelers 79 Okay, somewhere around there 78
0: 79 yeah. yeah was that a, were those Super Bowls yet or was that the NFL championship I didn't oh. even it I'm, sorry. I'm <laughs> a... <laughs> oh, don't touch
3: the Jets <laughs> do you have a favorite Super Bowl halftime show Michael Jackson
0: Prince is right there for me Prince a lot. Great. The 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 rain, was amazing. it was it was insane. Michael Jackson, L. A. Coliseum, the the multiple Michael Jacksons coming up at different corners Where of the stadium. He? Where is yeah. he? And then something you can go watch on YouTube that I think is just awesome. The the whole thing, it's the Super Bowl halftime show, and then when Michael pops up and he just holds the pose and puts his hand up to his glasses, the whole. The discipline to hold still and to have the audience in your hands like that yeah. for the length of time he did. It was like a thriller. Exactly right. Yeah. And so then it's he Michael beat. Jackson
3: because he didn't do anything.
0: My, I lo- yeah, it it's was
3: Michael the whole Because he did yeah. nothing. No, dude. Uh, that
1: Prince, though, was great. It it was. Was. There was a bunch of good ones, honestly.
3: The whole LA play. one
1: a couple years ago was. Which one? Yeah, I like that. Oh, the Doctor uh, Dre. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that was, was fantastic. Fun. I like that. I like the Coldplay one. Where did Lady Gaga one. go? Remember when she jumped out? <laughs> the was
3: Coldplay she... one, where they were hardly in it.
0: Man. That was so weird, dude. Bruno Mars. <laughs> uh, Bruno
3: Mars. Bruno
1: Mars is
0: really good. Beyonce was really good too. I I just. Yeah, that's the Coldplay. <laughs> that's I, I think I think Michael and Prince are the two. You know, Timberlake and Janet Jackson. Yeah. was People forget. It was actually a good halftime yeah. show until, oh, here's my boobie. But up until then, it was a good show. I happen to have watched that Super Bowl
3: with our pastor in the room. Oh, it was awkward. Oh, you know that that's how, like, YouTube got started? Or, or was it Google Images? It was something like was it that. It was because everyone was trying to look for that picture. Janet Jackson should get a piece of that. That's for sure. Uh, so you're Prince. Yeah.
0: All right, Prince Ross. Fourth down. Mm.
3: If we had the money to put in for a <laughs> Super Bowl commercial for this show, what we we do and strategically, when would you want
0: the spot to air? Um, I would want it to air as the last commercial before kickoff. Okay. This is always like, dude, because yeah. you don't know how the game's going to go. Everyone's watching this. I so. think you want the first quarter. I mean, this not be getting. No one misses kickoff, do they?
3: People looking for commercials, I think. So, what
1: would the commercial be?
0: (laughs) Black screen. So, we get 30 seconds, right? Yeah. Black screen for 28 seconds. No audio? Nothing. Like Soprano. This is the Michael Jackson.
3: Black screen for
1: 28 seconds. We pose. No, there's. Nobody's. No, we're holding visually. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Yeah, and then what? And then the last two
0: seconds, it shows us all, and we go, "Sacktown Sports 11:40," and then fade to black. Everyone's talking about it. Millions. Well, well. People worth are it. thinking that they're people are. See, the thing is, it's not about the commercial. It's about everybody talking about how they thought their power went out. Something was wrong. They're turning on off the television, and you're getting all the extra mentions. But in what there.
1: if we miss, like, when people like hitting their TV or unplugging it? Because that's a long time before and then the two seconds, but people will search to see what. That's happened. exactly I what. Think you need a
0: celebrity. Fine, you get George Went.
1: <laughs> <Storm! laughs> George Went. Why not? <laughs> Why you get?
0: Because here is the thing: everyone knows him. and yeah. He's not doing anything. Yeah, you are going to get him cheap because we blew all our money on the spot. Here's George. Why would, What was with that George Went commercial? Yeah,
1: and he just screams Sacktown Sports.
0: Yeah, Sacktown Sports 1140. And then you have a whole crowd go, hey, like Norm. And then that's it. That's your two seconds. Genius and brilliant. And then you go, they should go to averages and total points in the NBA. Set the screen. we come back. Who's hot, who's not? We'll recap three in the key for the Kings and Heat. Don't forget, we got PBR tickets to give away, too. Uh, along with a uh, crossy top with styles and walk. coming up towards the end of the program. Don't go away. We're right back. What's hot.
1: Yeah. Hot real hot. And what's not. It's not good. Brought to
0: you by American energy, heating and air Sacramento's complete heating and cooling company and second opinion partner. Hey, Chris, Jason,
3: who's hot. Keegan Murray. Yeah? That Keegan Murray? That Keegan Murray. Is there another Keegan Murray?
1: How hot is he?
3: Keegan Murray, he had 33 points last night on 12 of 18 shooting, also 7 of 11 from behind the arc. Go along with
0: five rebounds and two assists. I was arguing with uh, Chris Watkins down the hall. Yeah, He doesn't like the idea. He doesn't. He says, oh, you can't do that. You can't say, oh, De'Aaron Fox is leading the NBA. with.'" You had your recorder with you? 2,100. Sounds (laughs) just like Chris. (laughs) He he isn't. He says no. It's just not how we've done it. But that's not how we've done it. Is not a. That's always the worst argument. Agreed. I mean, he'll come on here and we'll argue some more of it. They should actually come in. They probably can't because they're prepping.
3: They have to work on their show that's coming at, up. They should
0: come in at nine twenty-seven and and do the whole last half hour because uh, I want to talk to Alan about the A's thing and I want to argue with Chris about the points per whatever thing. Go ask him. No, Who's not. <laughs> Sacramento Kings.
3: Yeah, right. They right. lost again to Miami. That's again, five in a row. Yeah. Also, they're five and thirty-one in all games against Miami. Yeah. In Miami. In Miami. Yeah.
0: Why? Why? Why is it like the whole?
3: <laughs> I got a text from Chris. What? Can't, I can't say it on the air. Okay. <laughs>
0: why? Why? <laughs> why is it that we just don't like? Even if it's not true, can't we just say that it's because it's Miami? Why are we so easy on these guys? Like, why can't we just say, "Well, if you're five and thirty-one in Miami, that by the way, that has to be their worst. Like, that's worse than they are in Atlanta. It's got to be. That's got to be their worst winning percentage of any place they've played. Is that just because Miami's good? It's not the altitude. These guys. I want to know what I mean. But Miami's
3: uh, been consistently good, though, right? Yes.
0: Yeah, but so have. A lot of teams. Like the has, Hawks haven't
3: been consistently good.
0: No, but has Miami been as consistently good over the last, what is that? So that's 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 36. So that's 18 years. Exactly. No. Right? 36 years. They've been there once. The, no, but, oh, oh, I thought, oh, I'm sorry. That was for in Miami, yeah, not yeah, overall.
1: Yeah. I apologize. Okay, so 36 years. God.
0: They're, they've been around for 36 years. Yeah. Woof.
1: And I think they missed them even once, maybe in one of those, you know, bubble like, they years. They were an
0: expansion team at one point. They, like, were at one they point. certainly weren't good then. But that's
1: also when the Kings were winning one, one. road game.
0: <laughs> one. I got to think Philly's up there, too. is like worst place to play.
1: Boston's probably in there. Uh huh. But like Milwaukee, Portland's been bad for the team.
0: As we said, Atlanta, Madison Square Garden. I know
1: we've gotten a couple, but. MSG is pretty bad. Also remember, just, oh, by the way, um, there's 10, no, nine winning seasons in Sacramento Kings history out of 39. Yeah. Nine. So it's not like this team has been thriving through the bulk of it. That's true. I just hate it. Okay. I don't like it.
0: <clears throat> but you know what? Move on, right? Okay. you got to move on. Yeah. There's always tomorrow.
1: There is, and they're at Indiana. Another game. Look yes. at that. Pacers, Buddy Heal, Tyrese Halliburton, DeMontis Sabonis. Storylines I
0: mean, That game's going to make me even angrier. No, you're good.
1: You said just get one more win, remember?
0: Yeah, but you should do that against the Pacers. You have to get them back, and Tyrese Halliburton's oh, so be Oh, so now there. they have
1: to get that game. I thought if it was just that they got the Bulls, no, it'd it would be good. Is. We already recorded it.
0: I just, I would, you know... I'd like to give give it back to Tyrese in his in in his home court. At his home court. Okay. After he was like, you know, posing like the Titanic girl all over the place in Gold
1: One Center. So then they could lose to the Bulls and the Cavs and you're
0: good. Well, let me ask you this. I, I will tell you this. They go one and one against the I'll tell you right now, they're gonna go one and one against the Pacers and Bulls. Okay. Who do you want them to beat?
1: Pacers. Me too. That's what I'm saying.
0: Okay. I will tell you they're gonna go one and two the rest of the road Pacers.
1: Shirt. Yeah, same. They've already beat the Cavs. Mm-hmm. So they'd split and they yeah. still play the Bulls here. Fine with that. Yeah. Fine with that? Are you sure? If, if they then be- you'll go, they've lost three of their last four.
0: If they beat the Pacers and they lose to the the Bulls, losing the Bulls would be dumb, but I'd be like, well, at least they beat the Pacers. And then the Cavs are a really good team. Would you? Well, we'll find out <laughs> when you tune in then. Let's recap three in the key. From last night, Miami and Sacramento. Chris Watkins, he is wrong. He doesn't have a good argument. I just made that up top of my head. Hey, what what do you text you? Can't say it. Can't say it. (laughs) Wow. He invited me to vacuum something.
1: I will not. Okay. How'd we do last night?
0: <laughs> oh, now he's texting me.
1: <laughs> uh we asked for predictions on DeMontis Sabonis. DeMontis Sabonis. Career high 26 rebounds in the last game he had played. <laughs> he tends to be <me> a heart. <laughs> Dave you said 13.
3: That's right. I said 16. Wait, Carson. the hand one? <laughs> yes. I think that's not a heart.
0: <laughs>
1: Looks like a heart. Okay, sorry. Sabonis. You said 13. Yeah. I said 16. Uh-huh. Chris said 14. Uh-huh. He had 17. I win. You win. You lose. Whoever said you were, I am. Who are
0: you are. I am. You are. Jason Ross. Jason wins. Uh-huh. But Jason is averaging 0.2 wins per show. <laughs> That's how we do the awards now.
1: Fox points and assists. Dave, you said 31 and 8. Yeah, I said 33 and 5. Yeah. Chris said 28 and 6. He had 13 and yeah. 5. Chris wins. So, really? Does he? Yes. That seems hollow and empty. Way Much better like my than marriage. us. His averages are good. Yeah, that's true. Then random stat. You said Mike Brown. Yeah. Would win a challenge. I don't. Was there even a challenge? No. Well, the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Winning was the challenge, yes. and they lost
1: it. I said the Kings would hold their second straight opponent under 100 points. 115 is not under, is it? It's close. Yeah. Like, uh, and the difference between, like,
0: 100 and 1,000, you it, were really yeah, close. It was really close. But I did not but get it. But I did not get What a dumb, dumb, stupid call.
1: Yep. And yeah. then Jaime Jaquez Jr. Yeah. is what Chris Laud said would get 15 points or more. And the lovely and talented Jaime Jaquez Jr. scored eight. Good job, Keegan. Yeah, Keegan locked him up.
0: Did when I see somebody tweet, like if you told me Jaime Hawkes Jr.'s played for the Heat for five years, I'd believe you. Mm. He just looks like By the way, have we ever seen Jaime Hawkes senior? Was do we know anything about him? Was he a basketball player? I believe he was. Yeah. Yeah. His
3: sister's a He basketball played player.
0: in Southern California
1: in okay.
3: college basketball. Jaime Legend.
0: Jaquez senior sister or Jaime Hawkes Junior sister?
1: Junior's sister. She's on the Bruins.
0: She's on the Bruins? Uh-huh. Okay. Look at that. Future's in good hands with the Jaquezes. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be more? I think Hawkes is more fun than Jaquez. Yeah. Right. The Ha Ha. That's like yeah. a fun name. And, and Jaime. Oh, the Jaime? Yeah, it's yeah. perfect. Like if it was Jamie Hawkes Junior. Yeah. Oh my God, though. What if it was Jaime Hawkes Junior? That yeah. That would be like the best. Yeah.
1: You can make it that.
0: Can I? Yeah. From now on. Mm. Oh, no. can I? Am I allowed to? Answer? Well, you're changing we're need, the other rules. We're going to need a ruling from the other rules. You're room. changing That's, the scoring rules. Yeah, uh, you know. Uh, Chris, what is junior in Spanish? Is it, is it junior? That sounds about right. Is it? Maybe. will look it up. Well, if it is, then I'm being grammatically, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> we'll take a break when we come back.
1: Grammatically, you know, uh, uh, whatever. Yeah.
0: Niners at nine. Uh, hey, we've got Super Bowls, seven of them. Let's rank them, and I know what the bottom two will be. Hey. We'll talk about that next.